Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Odafest podcast. I believe this is episode 29 already. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Something like that. It's almost 30. Yeah. I don't know. Like me. Oh, God. Oh. Hi, I'm Jay. <laughs> uh, I'm Alfred, unfortunately. Hey, guys. It's G. <laughs> And yeah, great start. Thank you for that. Thank, Amazing. Thank, thank you for reminding my mortality. The exi- yeah, the this is the existential podcast. Quite you youngins. Also, <laughs> anime and games. Anime and games. Um, and possibly movies. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Mostly games. After today. Odafest news. Uh, so anyone who came out to our White Day event at the Arts Common, uh, at the Engineered Air Theater specifically. Uh, thank you for coming out. It was great to see your wonderful faces again, and thank you to those who took the extra step to come in on a cosplay on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, not really for our community though. That's not really difficult. You know, but, I mean, it's just like a weekday evening. No, I mean, you, you give someone an opportunity to come out on cosplay. I'm pretty sure. I'm just happy know. that they do. Yeah, exactly. And despite the name being engineered or, uh, air theater, and I'd never been there before, it was so nice. And yeah, it's a nice actually. theater. It's a, it's a pretty good theater. So yeah, um, thank you for coming out to uh, watch some anime with us. About a hundred of you guys made it out. Yeah, so man, it was that, was, that was great. And it was paid by donation and you guys were very gracious yes. uh so for those of you who who donated thank you very much but uh that's just that's not it though for for pocket events we have Ooh. a lot more so uh we're happy to announce our partnership with microsoft to create our first gaming exclusive event so this is going to be held at the chinook uh chinook center microsoft store on saturday april 8th from noon to 6 p.m so there's going to be casual free play plus some tournament gaming on xbox one consoles and pcs so uh well, yeah we're gonna have of, uh, gaming laptops, I want to say, set yes. up. Yeah, so they're they're pretty really nice. uh, pretty intense Republic of Gamers laptops that yes. uh, we're kind of just uh, um, allowing you guys to play on. So there's going to be a ton of Overwatch. Yeah. I believe you're allowed to bring your own mouse, mouse. and your own headset. As mouse well, and headset. I'm not sure about Overwatch. keyboards, but uh, no, because I think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, come out, uh, play some Minecraft, play some uh, Overwatch, obviously, so uh, you'll... Come uh, at me, bro. Yeah. (laughs) I I think we are actually challenging the Microsoft Store staff as well. The Odafest team is challenging the Microsoft team. No, I'm kidding. I I mean... Uh, it's going to be a real challenge. We're going to take it. Jay, it's not Bastion meta anymore. Sorry, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> Guys, am I on the team? Because if I am, we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty bad. Here's oh, a, pretty here's bad a clue to let, to, to let you know whether you're, whether you're on the team or not. If you don't know you're on the team, you're probably not. <laughs> you're probably not. Sounds good. Uh, but, but anyways, check, I was just going to say I'm pretty bad. <laughs> check out odafest.com slash pocket dash gaming. Or check out Facebook.com slash Odafest for more event details and registration. Uh, yeah, so, that's actually, sorry, that's a huge thing. I know it's just kind of a throwaway sentence, mm-hmm. but you do need to register if you want to be part of the tournament. Yes. So let's, register. Let's emphasize that, yeah. Uh, please register for these tournaments. Um, yeah. And uh, I, other than uh, Overwatch and Minecraft, do we have anything else? I there's, uh, oh man, there's actually so much. There's Halo like, 5 and Forza, I think, as yeah, well. Yeah, right? and so. uh, there was something about... FIFA 17 free play. There was like, there's so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have to go on the website. I don't remember all mm-hmm. of it. But it's a, it's a fun, it will be a fun event. Uh, so from noon to six, just show up. And if you, you know, you happen to be at Chinook as well, you can come by and drop by and watch us play. Did you know that you Chinook is like the third busiest mall in all of North America? I can believe it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I can believe it. I never think of Calgary just having like big stuff, but we do. Well, you go there on a weekday and so it's still packed, even though like a weekday afternoon. Sure. Yeah, like no matter yeah. what day you go it's always busy yeah we can see so much more than weekdays but come to cosplay if you want uh yeah and uh in addition other news in case you missed it uh our guest lineup has increased we have glad zk uh her designs have been worn by international cosplayers such as jessica negri and her cosplay groups like the battle disney princess group sailor scouts and valkyrie evolutions have been featured in articles on websites such as Cosmopolitan, Movie Pilot, and Kotaku.com. Come say hi to a local cosplay talent and actually international cosplay hit, basically. Um, she, it's kind of interesting because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm we're gonna, friends with Gladzi. We're, we're friends with Gladzi, yeah. And it's like it's interesting and kind of um, heartening to see you know a local talent kind of grow into like an international cosplay. Absolutely. Kinda. I mean, she puts a lot of work into. She, she does, obviously yeah. puts a lot of planning, and she's very. Mm-hmm. diversified in the stuff that she can do like it's not just like fabrics that she works with she no works but with, like you like, you look at her you look at her social media hits right like i remember when she was getting like a couple hundred likes on yeah, facebook yeah. just from like local people and all of a sudden uh you go on instagram it's like hi from spain hi from like wherever yeah. right it's yeah. like that's crazy 
anyways yeah so uh kami gladzi uh buy some of her art uh her prints and yeah it's just and she's just, she's such a sweet person yeah she's she's, she's nice. never been good person yeah. like you know she's never takes advantage of of no. kind of like her recognition level yeah now. exactly uh but yeah um i'm gonna plug tickets once again, so a reminder to buy uh, to pick up an Odafest 2017 weekend pass online for only fifty five dollars. That's five dollars off the door price. You could have saved more if you had bought earlier, but haha, now it's five dollars or nothing. <laughs> That's what I wrote because it's yeah. the truth. <laughs> we'll see you all at the Telus Convention Center on June thirtieth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the White Day event was the last day to pick it up at the fifty dollars price point. So, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, that was the fifteenth, and you know we just tried to get it out for a cheaper price for you yeah but anyways but, uh you, you, you know. save that five bucks you could uh you know go to the vendor's room buy a box of pocket you can buy lunch or something i don't know or lunch or something <laughs> lunch, lunch for five bucks in calgary things. are you kidding me you could go to like mcdonald's <laughs> that's that's like a box of chicken nuggets like four chicken nuggets look that's like a dollar a nugget serving artists okay all right dude um yeah you're uh, lucky to have five <laughs> in this economy <laughs> okay uh let's let's talk Stuff. Let's talk. Let's talk content. Um, we have a lot of. Well, actually, we don't have a crazy lot. We of were stuff. we were kind of debating what to talk about before we started this. Um, okay, because let's be actually, honest, in the last thing that we want to talk about, but it's like it's not. Time. Not all of us have seen it. Yes. Um, we were going to talk about Logan. G's the only person in the room who's I've seen heard. Logan. I've heard so a lot good. of good things I about Logan, it. and I was actually hyped about it, even though I'm not much of a movie goer and I'm not like the biggest. Mar- uh, sorry, X Men fan to yep. be honest. But I saw like uh, mm-hmm. seeing the trailers. We talked about it before. I was like. I'm actually pretty hyped for it. It's just a matter of like, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge moviegoer, so I don't necessarily make plans yep. to see movies unless it's maybe Star Wars kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, I have. We were also maybe going to talk about Beauty and the Beast, and uh, we can talk about that. Disney Live, actually, yeah, we can talk about that. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I I have talked to someone. I've talked to people who've seen it, and it's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't have X friends, but I <laughs> yeah <laughs> know people. <laughs> Um, it's for no people. So I keep hearing. No, okay, now this is interesting. I did watch Cinderella. Did you watch the live action Cinderella? I saw part of part, it. parts of it. Yeah, you, like I was over at a buzz, uh, buddy's house. It was one of those ones where I was like, I'm interested in this because I'm curious to see the direction they're going, and then I never ended up watching okay, it. Okay, so so <laughs> here's a here's a kind of a sad story. Um, Cinderella is my girlfriend's favorite Disney princess ever. That's I would have to say if I had to put out a poll. Yeah. For favorite Disney princess, that for anyone who's over the age of like, and I'm not insulting, I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, anyone who's over the age of probably like 14 at least, I don't think that would be the consensus choice. No, so well, because I mean, she, like, has, she has such a. I mean, if we're talking Disney princesses and like, you know, the Disney Renaissance, like, most, most people you talk to nowadays grew up during the whole Disney Renaissance where it was Little sure. Mermaid, it was like Beauty but and the Beast. I, I'm just saying that, yeah. like, out of those characters, like, there's a lot of characters that are stronger. Like strong, like no, like, but see, like, okay, stronger so. written. Like, like you have like Pocahontas, mm-hmm. you've got Mulan, you've got Mulan's getting a thing. Yeah, also live action. Yeah. Um, okay, now now um, now let me explain why Cinderella is so inspiring to my girlfriend because um, Cinderella is simple, right? All she wants is to get away from her stepmom and stepsisters, and all she wants is a single night of joy, and instead she gets the world, right? That's that's kind of the theme there, right? Okay. So, I get that. So, Cinderella comes out, the live action. I'm just like, you know what? It'd be an amazing date night. Let's take my girlfriend to see her favorite Disney princess in live action. Yeah. So we go, and she comes out of it. She hates it, and she yeah. cries. She's <laughs> crying. Wow. <laughs> You're, like, You're like, this is the best date night ever. This is the best I can do for so you. So I'm like wondering where the hell I went wrong. <laughs> and... According to it's her, not your okay, okay. Well, first of all, it it's was not your it was not a musical, right? The, the live action Cinderella yes. is not a musical. Beauty and the Beast is. It's, it's dark, man. Yeah, it's a little darker. It's live action. Um, it and it's a lot more realistic. There's not as much of that magic. And there's some critical changes to the script in the live action one, where it was like Cinderella is going to the ball because she already met the prince. Yeah. Versus. In the animated version, she goes to the ball and happens to meet the prince, and that just adds to the happiness of, it's the, of the story. It's true. It's kind of right? like a serendipity. Yeah, and versus in the movie, she goes to meet the prince again, yeah. right? Which is kind of which kind of twists the tale. That and, definitely ruins it a little. It kind of yeah. does ruin it, right? So, like, I can see where she come, where it comes from. That Beauty and the Beast does not look like that. Beauty and the Beast looks more of a straight up adaptation of the animated. I can't wait movie. to see Gaston. Okay. And apparently, Gaston is awesome. <laughs> And like the whole musical number with Gaston is awesome, and um, 
you know, there was that controversy about Disney's first openly gay character with LeFou. Yeah, you yeah. heard about that? Uh, apparently, the entire I heard people were making a big deal out of it, but I don't know but, why. Okay, look, gay, okay, openly gay characters. People always make a big deal about that, though. Right? They right? make a big deal not because they, not because it should be made a deal of, but it's because it's still not common, and there are still parts of the world. And I'm not talking parts of the world as in like. Namibia or like something like, like we're that. talking like I'm talking about like some parts Russia. of Russia is like openly some parts homophobic of the United States or of some parts of the, or the United States even right so right but anyway I'm not saying it's you can't get away from in Canada either but right. I'm just saying it's not a hundred percent accepted everywhere no so unless it's ever like until it's the the norm it's always going to be the exception to the rule mm-hmm. right so um, I, I thought I saw I saw it. I heard about it. And I was just like, well, right. I guess. No, but see, the thing is, though, uh, apparently the musical number with Gaston and LeFou yeah. is full of innuendo. Good. The entire thing is full of innuendo, which is which is which I think is hilarious. No one thick right? is as thick as <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, did you did you hear the Prince uh, Prince Sidon version of? Uh, no. There is a there is a Zelda parody of the Gaston song. I will look into it because Prince Sidon is. He's not like my favorite character ever, but he's got a lot of charisma. They wrote him that way. He's uh, no one swims cool and flips his fins like Sidon. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's it's, it's pretty good. So um, it's uh, interesting that you guys bring up Sidon. Like I, I get Legend of Zelda is still a big thing, and I wonder why everybody's still into it. <laughs> okay, my Twitter has been blowing up with uh, Sidon um, fan art lately. There's been two big things that have come out of Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. I originally thought everybody was going to be like, "Oh my God, Zelda everything," but instead, it's Oh my god, side on everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, look at these Gerudo women. Yes, that's my camp right there. <laughs> I'm totally on the Gerudo women camp. I love that there's like... Okay, first of all, I have to calm down a little bit. Calm yourself. <laughs> Second of all, obviously everyone knows I'm playing Zelda. I've put probably over 100 hours into it at this point, or yeah. very close. I've completed about 102 shrines. I have not yet beat the game because I'm just trying to complete all the little bits before mm-hmm. I go on and beat the boss. And the Gerudo women are beautiful and amazing, and I love that there's different ages. I love that there's different body types, different skin colors. Um, representation. Like, there, there is a lot yeah. of representation. There is, um, there is. I think, they never really mention it explicitly, but just looking at her hair coloration and her skin coloration, that she's there's actually a uh, albino. Oh, or that's kind of cool. Like uh, leucistic or something like that, uh, where it's basically you know lighter skin, like l- lack of pigmentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oh it's, my there, god, there, there's those abs! Abs! <laughs> um, but Just yeah, put my face in it. Oh god, <laughs> washboard me. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> seriously, this is what Legend of Zelda has been mostly. Uh, I know, I did like that meme, uh, like the. First, first day it came out where it's like, um, would you grasp destiny or something? And it's actually just a picture of uh, Zelda's butt. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. No, that I was ex- kind of funny. I expected oh. more of that. I got sharks and Gerudo women and sharks and, I and Gerudo say women. That, like overall, I mean, though. there's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm just a little surprised. Yeah, that's, the, that's the, the internet is went. a scary place. But, I love yeah. Gore. I love the Gorons. I love the art design in that game is actually mm-hmm. fantastic. That I will say they this. pulled from so many it real world cultures. So beautiful. Yes. Yeah, like, it's, it's a good looking game. Definitely. I love how that game looks. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not all games can look that good. Horizon Zero Dawn. Looks not like all games. No, no. Horizon Zero Dawn looks great. We'll talk about Horizon Zero Dawn a little later. Yeah. But about games that don't look so good, let's talk about Mass Effect. Right? Uh, no. We? Okay. Okay. Let's let's finish up on our point about the Disney live action stuff. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, now the thing is, it's interesting what uh, the direction they're going because you have musical and you have like kind of serious. Right. Cinderella was kind of serious. Beauty it's and the Beast. You is, can't have both though. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard they come out and said Mulan is going to be a gritty sort of yes. feeling like a war movie almost right okay which to me is well, great my I, point I would want again that. is that there's a difference because like both beauty and the beast and cinderella i believe are something like grim's fairy tales or 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 they're in the same line whereas like mulan is like real story of you know like possibly a, a woman in China, real in, woman in, a Chinese in war. china yeah but okay so 
Jay and I have watched a lot of like you know Cantonese and Mandarin language movies. You know, big Chinese epics. Asian right? movie. Hey, yeah. Hey. So, oh. so have I. Okay. All right. Sure. Like, okay. You seen Red Cliff? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. You seen Red Cliff? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that was an amazing movie. I Red Cliff it. is amazing, and it's 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 long, and I love it. Right. It's like yeah. four hours long, but it's like okay. So Which is okay. I, I think Hollywood needs to watch more types of like you know like Chinese epics that aren't crap like you know The Great Wall or whatever with Matt, with Matt Damon. <laughs> But um, the last time when I listen, actually the last I love Matt Damon, but sometimes I'm just like, yeah. you don't belong. In See, this the movie, thing dude. is, if they if they had moved on with less of the mystical element and uh, you know, I'm sorry to say, less Eddie Murphy as uh, anamorphic dragon. Shame okay. on you. Okay, he dishonor was good. On you dishonor on your <laughs> dishonor on your cow. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, it's there's not gonna be it's not gonna be a musical, right? If it's not gonna be a musical, yeah. it's going to be a little more realistic and yeah. and gritty. And I'm looking forward to that. With, with but what um, about making a man out of you? <sighs> That was such an epic song, but <laughs> suddenly no. Alfred is torn. He's no, just like, well, yeah, okay. Like, maybe, I, maybe maybe we can get two versions of Mulan. Oh no, no, no. There's a, the there's a version where Jackie one. Chan sings it. Yeah, no, in Mandarin. Oh Kansas. God, is the Mandarin version atrocious? I'm sorry. It, yeah, it, they're, it, well, they're both terrible. not great. It's kind of terrible. Jackie Chan, for all your talents, he's not necessarily a good singer. No, <laughs> he, no. He's re- he's he does have a music career. Training. He does have a music career, but it's like yeah, he's received vocal and singing training. You can tell. Yeah, but he's not naturally a talented singer. I suspect at one point he was good at singing, but after the abuse his body has gone through, <laughs> he can no longer sing properly. No, 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 it's not that. Just like it's it's kind of weird. The okay, cuz cuz his his image is sort of like this um Asian dad kind of image, right? Yes. Goofy Asian dad. So like who you can kill you by the way. Who can kill you? But like <laughs> like you walk into like a Chinese record store and you see a, a Jackie Chan like album yeah. on the shelf. And it's like a generic, he's walking on the beach, starting off into the sunset kind of like thing. Yeah. And you just know what you're into, mm-hmm. what you're going into, right? So I'm just like, I don't know. But anyways. I don't know, um, I don't know what I'm into. What are you into? <laughs> that, that is the <laughs> type of CD I would buy as a gift. Yeah, as like Guaranteed. a gag gift. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Well, it's... that's what we're going to do for this year's Secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan CDs for everyone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, so Moonlight has been confirmed as kind of like a gritty type of adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. We have... Yeah, it's it's more of like a straight up thing, and it's yeah. uh, that's interesting to me that there, there's a nice. We'll mix. see because yeah. uh, there's gonna be some westernization aspects to it. Like it's just not gonna be mm-hmm. as mm, as epic of a tale. I think no. in a matter of how they're going to tell it, there's gonna be some lightheartedness, which is it's just yeah. fine because you need all elements in a movie. Mm-hmm. You can't just have like the most depressing thing ever. Yeah, no, but the, the director has done some kind of like heartfelt movies before like they they yeah. did they did a movie called um what was it whale rider have you i've heard, heard of it yeah it's I like it's it. about uh maori culture mm-hmm. and it's kind of a cool thing but yeah um so uh, looking forward to it um okay gee you want to talk about mass effect andromeda and yes, i want to I talk do. about mass effect andromeda my okay. favorite thing if you're going to talk about character design and ability and stuff my my number one uh, favorite was just like there's a side by side comparison of one of the female characters, the one with a really round like chubby face. Yeah, and there's another one where it's um of Siri from uh, Witcher Three. Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, look at this multi million dollar industry. Look at what a bunch of slabs did. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, that's not wrong. No, well, okay, <laughs> honestly, that was one of the best pictures I've seen, and I'm just like. Man, what happened? Okay, yeah. but dude, Bioware has never been great at facial animations, though. Look at, like... The- but why not? Hold on a second. Bioware has never been great at facial animations. But let's go a little bit back to some of their earlier games. Has it ever That's been That's a lie. This, That's a lie. This because ridiculous. Okay, you look at you- freaking Dragon Age. Uh, yeah, okay, but... Okay, like, Dragon okay. Age looked way better. But Mass Effect, though, like, like Male okay. Shepard and some of his facial animations, like that creepy smile he's always maybe got going space on. Just is, okay, maybe it's just space. Male Shepard <laughs> just does something has a face. weird facial expression. A custom character had some weird facial expressions. Yeah. Okay, what about all of their other characters? The that's ones true. They got to that's true, yeah. I mean, like... But not this time. Yeah, that's true. That this is time true. something went horribly wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so the whole thing is, is that... Is that something that would ruin a game? No, me, and that's yes. a, no, it wouldn't for me. For and me, it would totally ruin the game. I'm kind, I have to sign with G a little bit. Really? Well, I'm... I don't I'm want a very everybody... visual person, yeah. number one. Like, like, there's the uncanny value issue, mm-hmm. right? That you can't really screw around because like, once something lands there, you are screwed. Like, you can't... Yeah. You can't Agreed. You yep. don't want to get in there. Agreed. And the other thing is just like... I don't know, like, Zelda has better friggin' 
facial animations. Like like in all the cutscenes and like Link okay, himself. No, the thing is, like, I've heard the voice acting isn't great though. Uh, the great the voice acting is okay. It's a little bit. Uh, Zelda doesn't have the voice that I think she really should. There's right. a, there's a couple of characters that their voices don't quite match up with um, the character in terms of how I visualize them throughout the years. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, it's not like the worst ever. But voice acting is still okay when you consider there's not like most of the lines aren't voice acted. It's just the cutscenes, mm-hmm. right? See, for me, it, one of the biggest things is, uh, like you mentioned, visuals are really big, but you also have to take them into context as well. Such as, there is a scene where it's a really dark topic and people have died and everything, and it's like, this is very dark and sad, and then everybody in the cutscene is smiling. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just okay, like, all right, I'll give you that. hold on sure. a second. Sure. Yeah, how like is this not the other thing. breaking like, every sort of immersion? Like, that facial, like, like it's one thing that we were going to talk about, like the rest of the game's graphics, blah blah blah. Like, I mean, I'm sure they're good, the sure. environments, all yeah, good yeah. and stuff. But it's about building that relationship with your character, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, whether it's your own custom character or like. And speaking of which, the custom characters look worse. Yes, <laughs> like some of those presets are. Oh. Like I have to say that Skyrim's looks better. Okay, and Skyrim yeah. is not that six, great. Years old. Yeah. Well, okay, Bethesda and Bioware. You you want to talk about the two? two giants. giants that kind of are terrible animations it's those two like i heard a rumor that bethesda okay so you know how in skyrim or not not maybe not skyrim but like you know um oblivion or morrowind right you go up to a ladder you teleport up the ladder instead yes. of climbing it mm-hmm. it's because they couldn't get an animator to animate someone going up a ladder yeah and they, they, i, they I, I get that. that that's yeah. and i get that that's like you know it's weird it's dumb but it's just that I don't know, man. Okay, like, yeah, I get it. Where it's twenty, you want to build a, you want to yeah. build that relationship with your. It character. is. It is twenty seventeen. It's a story based game, and like it's not that great. Blah blah blah. Okay, now Witcher looks much better. I, I agree, but yes. see, okay, here's the thing, though. Right, um, I think a lot of people are just kind of jumping on this and kind of proclaiming the whole game to be kind of terrible, though. Right, like I get, yeah. I get it's a story based game, but like I really don't. Think First impressions mean a lot, though. They do, but I mean, okay, when you talk about a game like Mass Effect, though. And reviewers and, you know, for most people previewing the game, you can, mm-hmm. you can download it right now. You can play the first six hours in Origin, right? Um, Mass Effect takes at least six hours to start up to get into the main gameplay loop. Okay, I'll give you that. Right? But the so, biggest problem is you went from everything that was in Mass Effect 1, 2, mm-hmm. and 3, and honestly, by 3, everything looked solid. Like, even 1 and 2 looked pretty good, as is. 1 didn't look that great, honestly. 1 looks better than Andromeda, which is a... No, it doesn't. No, I, sure? I would disagree. Uh, dude, I played through 1, 2, and 3 very recently, just okay. in anticipation of Andromeda. I, I took, like, a week to get through all three games, and it was just like, like, 1 has not aged well at all. And 1 was where most of those awkward facial animations were. 2 improved... And three, in terms of facial animations and such, looked a lot better. But it was still kind of... It was still obviously a last-gen game, right? Yeah, obviously, we don't know how the whole game's a no, lot better. No, well, yeah. like, just... The thing is, okay, first of all, it's not running on Unreal Engine. Because yep. um, uh, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 were running on the previous Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. This one's running on Frostbite, which powers Battlefield and such. And So it'll look good in terms of I just, environments I'm just and thinking, such, right? like, this is, like, the last thing that they have to get over... That yeah. they could really like. It's not that obviously they're not a big company and yeah. they can't do well for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the last real big hump in order for them to be like this is the ninety eight percent. See, this is okay, and this is interesting. I think I think your reaction to this will come down to what your priorities in the game are, right? Do you do you Give value me a shit. <laughs> no? Do you value gameplay more, story more, or immersion more, and like things like that, right? For me, I enjoyed Mass Effect not for the story. I thought the story was really contrived and stereotypical. I mm. really didn't like it. Um, and which is why I didn't mind Mass Effect 3's ending, right? Because it was just like, well, whatever, right? Okay, yeah. I, okay, I, like, I didn't care. Because you didn't care, it none of that ended up mattering to you. Yeah, but exactly. Should, but the thing look, is, I love the way it plays. Mass Effect 1 played horribly, so I put it on cheat codes <laughs> and I just went through it, right? Right. Like, 2 and 3 play so well. They got that, like, that sort of RPG-esque, like, powers plus ga- gunplay kind of feel. Yeah, I think that's a bigger right? argument, though. That's why, that's why they need better, like, character development and better, mm-hmm. uh, like, fa- like things like facial animations and stuff. Because, like, if you feel like the story's already kind of shit or, like, you, you think it's contrived yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, like, something you've seen before, you should at least be able to build a relationship with the characters in order to feel more for the, a little bit more for the story. Like right. it kind of, it makes, it bridges the gap is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And 
maybe they could do that in the next uh, in this next installment, but they didn't, and yeah. I don't know why that is because like well, clearly, okay, like, that's the thing. I, I don't think Mass Effect 3's story has ever been like okay. the, the forefront of what its right. praises are. Right, right. Can I can I list a few like like factors though as to why I think people are kind of reacting to this the way sure. they are? Okay, so there's the animations thing, right? Okay, hype I think is always one. Hype is always one, right? Mm-hmm. But okay, so marketing, we haven't seen much of Andromeda. Right until now, yeah, they kept it quiet. They kept the it pretty part. quiet. Secondly, there's the whole file from from the uh, Mass Effect Three ending that people are still bitter about. Yes, right. They even even though Citadel kind of kind of went back and fixed all that, and like the director's cut went back and fixed all that, they like um, people are still bitter about that, right? But there's also this whole thing. It's like, okay, well, uh, sorry to say it, but I think a lot of people are kind of like just kind of biased against Bioware in the first place because of the kind of choices they make in their storytelling and like for instance like you know like gender and statements like that right Mm. because um if you look at a uh inquisition dragon age inquisition there was Mm -hmm. a ton of same-sex romance options and such right yeah and that for some reason was controversial i have no idea why right and we mentioned it earlier in this podcast yeah people just don't (laughs) like it right so i think people are so eager to do that and like i saw an an accusation level that bioware there's just like well, you know, video games are about escapism. Why do you make your, all your characters ugly? Well, it's not because they can't animate them. They make them intentionally ugly so we can relate to them. Yeah. I'm like, are you projecting? Or <laughs> or are you? Or is that legitimate argument? That sounds stupid. I'm I sorry. Make my, I, I usually make my me as ugly as I am. But, uh, like for video games. Yeah, oh, dude, I'm, I don't I'm really sorry care. for you. I make all my characters as beautiful Flawless. as I am. No. <laughs> I because I want I want to be super ugly. Well, so no. well like gee, you you are a very good looking man. So well, I mean, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. that, that's, I am not. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like come on, right? And there's like there's that bias all there, and plus this is also Bioware Montreal, not Bioware Edmonton. Right. Which, True. Right. So, and uh, there was all this reaction against Dragon Age Two, and I think people have this sort of like feeling that Bioware since Dragon Age Two haven't been at the top of their game. Which I feel is unfair because Mass Effect Three was great. Other aside from story storytelling, yeah. But. Honestly, for me, the biggest thing is what happened with the visuals. Um, I, I I know like story is one thing. I know it's like mm-hmm. well, it may look better than some of the previous stuff, but my biggest issue is okay. You've got this world with aliens and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You can make everything look like whatever you want. Yeah. But, but your human characters. Your human characters need to look human. <laughs> yeah. That's my biggest issue with this is mm-hmm. the humans do not look human. They look like some sort of genetic experiment. <laughs> Simply put, something went wrong somewhere along the line. Yeah. Okay. I, I will give you that. Sure. Like, And actually, yeah, I've seen some of the running animations and the firing animations. They're yes. not great. And remember, this They're is really on PC, which should Which be- means I get a patch later. You're or a mod sooner. You're or probably going to get sooner. a patch, yeah. which is going to fix all this later on. But it shouldn't be fixed later on. It should be fixed on release. But okay, this is a discussion we've had over and over, though. Why do we have day one patches? Because a release dates, yes. and contracts, right? Yes. So you can get it. There, out that time. is one, and I think sometimes they're just like, oh, this could have been better. No, but I mean, like right game development has gotten to the point where you have to have day one patches because the thing is, if you want to fix everything in your game without at the risk of breaking something else, right? You need an extra six months of debugging, which publishers just don't give you anymore, no. right? Day one patches versus day one DLC are two big things for me. Yeah, day one like, patch, just I don't mind. Just a quick because it yeah. could be fixing things. Yeah, yeah. Like just a quick bit more of insight into that is like something super recent, obviously with Zelda and the Switch. Going back to that, mm-hmm. is that it, like right now? So the Switch is basically sold out in most places. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it. Some people are like, "Well, that's Nintendo's artificial uh, uh, scarcity, scarcity and stuff." It's actually not that bad this time around. They no. made more than usual, but now they're doubling. They were saying they're doubling the amount of output to about. 16 million units or something like that mm-hmm. and they're hoping to send a, sell about 10 to 12 this yep. uh this year which is not bad at all mm-hmm. um and uh they were basically saying that well sorry not they're basically saying it's more like imagine if zelda wasn't a launch title yeah <laughs> yeah it's ba- and, and there was a very good chance there was there was a point in time mm-hmm. uh right around i believe january or december they were saying that zelda might not be a launch like they were gonna be like it might be a month or too late Mm -hmm. and i'm like that is a great way to sync your new console yeah Yeah. exactly uh i will say this uh, for nintendo they 
they predicted that there was going to be a huge demand for the Switch, and they did their best job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did make a great decision with making sure Zelda was a launch title. Yep. But if anything went wrong along the way, and they still had produced the exact same number of consoles, and people just weren't out there buying it, no. it would have been a huge hit to them. But uh, like, and they needed it too. They needed this boost. Yeah, they like, did. There's there's some statistics there where it's like about ninety two percent of Switch owners have Zelda, which I don't know where the remaining eight percent are doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no Bomberman. No, they're uh, no, Bomberman's a good game. I love that. No, they're hoarding the not... console so they can flip it on eBay Maybe. later. That's yeah, what the other doing. thing yeah. is. Just uh, the other thing was like. Um, and that's not even counting like Wii U sales. No one's really counting Wii U sales because yeah. it's almost a dead console at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I'm production, sure it's uh, production on it has stopped. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, but how is this related to Mass Effect? Well, it's just a matter of like you want to talk about day one patches. Like they released like day one DLC. We talked about. Right. We talk about no. no okay, okay. So you're saying that Zelda was a smooth launch compared to? Yes, it was okay, a relatively yeah. smooth launch. Yeah. Okay. Sure. There was. I think there was an update, mm. but there was only a minor one. I don't know, but like, but it wasn't like you looked at Link and you're like, "What happened to you, Link?" Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I saved Zelda now. (laughs) (laughs) You you've been asleep for a hundred years. You didn't come out right. (laughs) Yeah, no, but like, I think he's got muscle atrophy. I don't know. It it is a newer studio. It does have the Bioware name on it, but it's Mm -hmm. like, and uh, also the other thing is that this is an EA game, so people are like kind of quick to go biased against EA as well, right? And now keep in mind, ever since they sacked that one. CEO and they kind of changed uh, changed things around. I've I've felt that EA has been pretty good in terms of customer service and delivering what we want, right? I mean, like Battlefront, yeah, the DLC debacle with that, but I mean, the game's a lot better now, yeah, right? Battlefield Four, the game was a lot better after the initial launch, right? So, like, I mean, eventually these games do get better, yeah. So, I mean, it's just I can think of several games I've received patches with which have made them worse, but no, agreed. But that's that's kind of few <laughs> far between nowadays, I think. Um, but I don't know. And there's the whole reviewer thing again, like the six hour kind of deal with that, right? So, I don't know. I I'm think still... it's still going to be a big hit. It's still going to be. I think what's going to happen. I don't is think that... a lot of like. I don't think these reviews have put a lot of people Look, off. I think it's going to be an eighty-ish title on Metacritic, and then the user score eighty-ish as an eighty-five or eighty-eight 80... because that's a big difference. Eighty-five and below, I'd say. Like, like anywhere 80... from eighty to eighty-five. Yeah. Eighty-eight yeah. re- means that it basically receives some nineties, mm-hmm. whereas an eighty-five means it never touched a ninety. Yeah. So I I think it's going to be about eighty-five ish. But but you know what? That's not bad for a fresh start to a new Mass Effect trilogy, right? I mean, look at Mass Effect One when and back in the day, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, it's great." But I mean, like the review scores weren't as high as they expected it to be. Hmm. I mean, no, people really got into Mass Effect with Mass Effect Two. Yeah, not, but not then even one. that's a whole discussion about review scores and how yeah, and, but, arbitrarily high they okay, are. But like my my point is right, we're going to see eighty ish, you know, like review scores in Metacritic. Yes, and then is the user scores are going to be like thirty two, and then yes. everyone in the comments is going to be whining about how the reviewers got paid off when really that's what the game deserves. Yeah, really. Eh, we'll have to see what happens. Honestly, know. right now in the state that it is, I cannot play that game. Really. I, I, I think I Visuals can. for me are a huge thing. The walking animations, yeah. the facial animations. Okay, sure. Uh, just cutscenes in general. Like, yeah. I cannot play that game mm-hmm. at all. But the gameplay does look good. I don't know. Like, like that's that's what's important to me. If I get to shoot the crap out of, like, robots and aliens and look cool while doing it and, like, have fun while doing it, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm all for it, right? That's fair. And I think it's, if, if the gameplay systems are complex enough to keep me entertained, then that's good, too. Right? For me, story is an important thing. So right. if I'm watching a cutscene about mm-hmm. story and everybody looks very disinterested in what's happening mm-hmm. and it should be a very Or they just look scene. wrong. Or, right. yeah, if they look wrong... It's gonna kill the entire right, mood for right, me, so right. I can't. I can, do it. I can definitely. I, like I said, I think I'm seeing it a little bit more from G side. It's just because mm-hmm. I think I relate to that more. Yeah, like I'll be the first person who always like who'll say like graphics aren't really that important, mm-hmm. but like that. I'm. It's, that's more of a quality of graphics. Mm-hmm. It's but that's comp- that's completely different to like what are they actually doing? I mean, like if they have a beautifully rendered. A smiley face during a death scene, like that's <laughs> that ruins it. That really yeah, ruins. that is like true. It's completely, yeah. it's a, it's a completely different yeah. like aspect. Here, Versus right? for me, I'm like, uh, it's a cutscene. I'll skip it. You know, <laughs> story. What's that? Yeah. No. Okay. Well. Okay. It was John Carmack, who is one of the most. He was the leading, one of the most leading uh, game developers in the '90s. He created the Quake engine, yeah, single handedly, basically. Right. Once said that 
a, a story in a video game is kind of like a story in a porno. It's expected to be there, but it's not that important, right? And a lot of people disagree with him on that. A lot of people disagree with me on that, right? But this is why I like games like Quake and Doom and stuff, right? Yeah, it depends on which type of game. If you have an but RPG see, with is, no story, it's yeah. like, what's the but point? But see, Mass Effect to me wasn't an RPG. It was like barely an RPG. Yeah, that's fun, fine, uh, fun yeah. side effects. Like to that. a shooter. Yeah, to your point there. Yeah. Replace every time we've said game with porno now. <laughs> every time we've said it in this in this episode. And see facial animations in this porno See if you can like see and all of us all of a sudden now we just sound like extremely discerning porn watchers. You know? <laughs> exactly. We're like like pipes and like yeah. top hats. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Remember that be... scene in that porno and everybody was smiling? <laughs> I don't know. I thought she did really uh, well. That scene. would be good. <laughs> this has gone ridiculous. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> now compare contrast with Horizon Zero Dawn, which okay. a lot of people didn't expect would be that great. That and looks beautiful. I'm actually in the camp where I don't think it's that great. Really? The game. Okay. Okay. If we want to talk visuals, that yes. game has that on point. Like it does look okay, very and good. it is like Gorilla Games. Looks yeah. It is Gorilla Games, so it better damn well look good. Yeah. Right. So. I this is a I don't PS4 love, I don't love the story. exclusive as well. PS4 exclusive, yep. And it's I think you're supposed to be playing on the PS4 Pro. So uh, I wouldn't say that. I, I, I think would you could say play fine on, on PS4. I would cuz okay, like have the whole you, have I, either of you two played? I have, I have played. I have an original PS4. I don't have a Pro so. I haven't played it. No. I'm not saying you can't play it on the Pro or not on the Pro. I mean, yeah. But I just I just feel so like So you the, played the, on the Pro? Yeah, my friend has a Pro. I went uh over like four days ago okay just uh chill and yeah we hung out we played a little bit visually stunning i've seen i've watched a little bit of let's plays of it as well beforehand mm-hmm. so i kind of knew what i was expecting yeah i just like story-wise i'm a little underwhelmed like there's a little bit of like a there's a little mystery there's a little twist that you're kind of waiting for and i never got there so i'll have to find out when you know people really start posting stuff more mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. um it plays really well the intro area slash sequences are are not bad at all i mean it really gets you into the flow of the game i think that the controls are pretty refined standard uh, standard is yeah like standard is fair like okay, not... re- refined is good because look gorilla was never great with controls like do you remember Killzone two? You ever played Killzone two? Yeah, be because they had to be, yeah. This game is much more precise, right? Okay, and like, the, you will get your ass run down. Does it feel good to on. control? That's the main thing. Yeah, because right? because yeah. I I played Killzone Shadowfall like when the PS4 came out. Yeah, that didn't feel like a great game. No, like the feel of that game wasn't great. Honestly, controls no. have to be the controls have to be responsive in this one because okay. like I said, you will get run down on by like a robot, a robot horse. dinosaur, or a horse, or whatever. Yeah. Now the thing is though, I that to me isn't. A story-based game, though that to me is more about like. So in other examining... words, it's your favorite kind of yeah, ex- no. like like mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, messing with gameplay systems and stuff like that, right? Like sure. Metal Gear Solid. What I like doing in Metal Gear Solid Five, which is messing with the store, like the AI and the systems, and seeing how it reacts. Setting react, everything right? back to base. So it's like no, 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 not even that. It's like okay, I have to assassinate this guy. Yeah, uh, but. There, he's got a bodyguard with him. The bodyguard's going to walk past me, but the guy himself isn't. Should I use a science sniper rifle? Or should I plant C4 on the butt of the bodyguard, wait until they both get on the helicopter and blow it out of the sky? The oh, latter. Yeah. The latter. Yeah, right? Very so, creative. Yeah. So, like, and I, I will was, say that that, that that is something in Horizon Zero Dawn I didn't really see. Not a lot of, really? not a lot of creativity. I have seen a ton of things where you can kind of, like, cause, like, stampedes and stuff to... But, I, that's, but that's not necessarily creativity. That's programmed. It is, but creativity comes in the sense where you have but you, free flow. The thing is, those systems are there, and you can kind of mess with them, right? Like I did see okay. a thing where it was kind of like they basically created like a death trap, like like a buffalo jump, basically, and they ran yeah. a herd of robots off a cliff and they collected all the loot at the bottom. Yeah. That's cool, right? I, but is that but is that programmed? Well, it is, but if it's, it's programmed. Is well, of course, that it, of course, but, it's programmed. I mean, everything's programmed. It's a game. It's a game. Yeah, like, like the thing is, yeah. Though, but I mean, like, like, look, Metal Gear Solid, right? The AI is programmed to react in a certain way, and it's up to you as sure. a player to exploit those, like, sure. the holes. It's in a the very, AI, it's a very right? rote mechanism. Yeah. in how they interact with each other. But I just, I'm just saying, like, just I, I think what you're like, trying, what you were saying is like, I'm talking about player creativity versus. Programmed creativity, right, right. Like, expe- like, like, expecta- like too canned and too scripted. Is what yeah, you're I, I, I think you're wondering if it's a scripted situation versus 
something that you have to set up yourself. And I think that's more of something you have to set up yourself rather than something that's already there and you kind of flip, flick the switch and Yeah, it's, it's it. not like press X to pay respects. Well, it's pre- kind of something like press you press were telling to do me, this, right? Yeah. Like you, were, like you were telling me right before we started the episode, like something that people do. Because I don't really follow like Zelda memes and shit because I've right. been playing the game for myself, by myself. Yeah. And uh, something that people do apparently in Zelda is like they do the time stop on a, on a boulder and then they smash it so they can like travel by like climbing climbing onto the boulder after you've like maxed out its distance. That gets you killed though, doesn't it? Oh, uh, uh, you could probably. It depends off and you on where probably, you're holding you onto it. Okay, and right. how the you boulder could rolls. Glide okay. off of it. You can probably glide off of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that to me is user creativity, right? Yeah, that's yeah. player creativity. I'm sure they did not mean for that to really be a mechanic. Really? Well, okay, no, but I mean the system. No, the no, systems themselves no are there, though. The system. Yeah. Of smacking the boulder and launching it is there. The system of grabbing yes. the boulder is there. So yes. now just it's putting yes, it's putting one and one together. Yeah, I but there's that. but there's no expectation of the player to do it. Yeah, but I mean like the thing is though, right? Like I'm thinking of Horizon. Like it's not just like press X to cause a stampede and run them off sure. the cliff, right? Sure. But it's like um, I get that. Maybe the saying... AI is a state where it's like I don't care about the surroundings anymore, yeah. and you have a tool that causes the AI to freak out, right? And then you have a tool to cause it to go this way off a cliff, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of cool to me. So, yeah. I don't know. I, either way, I don't, like, I just, on the story front of things, uh, I haven't been particularly impressed from mm-hmm. what I've played or seen. Yeah. I don't really care about the other character interactions. Like, you, you, you care a little bit for, like, your player character, but I mean, Ally, that yeah. is to be expected, right? I think one of the biggest things for this is because it's new... Nobody's really invested in it yet, so everybody's yeah. just trying to get get uh, more so related with this world because it right. is an entirely new world, well, new it's gonna be a new universe IP. type. It's thing. gonna be a new IP, definitely. But I mean, um, like, I love that though. Just the, the fact that there's still new IPs coming yeah. out. Yeah. No, I love new IPs because it means there's still creativity instead of yep. rebooting Matrix. But <sighs> we will not talk Hurgle. about that. Oh my god! I'm but so yeah, upset. no. Like honestly, the fact Keanu that it's Reeves. new, there's a lot of people who are going to be like, "I can't get into this. I can't get invested yeah. in this." Yeah. But it's because it's new that you can't get. Mm-hmm. People will play through the whole game. The story for me, it actually was slowly evolving to a point where I actually did get more and more mm-hmm. interested in it. I haven't completed the game yet, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just gonna pick it up right after the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. the other thing is like there's there's certain things like the side quests are kind of they're not Witcher level side quests, but, but nothing's still, Witcher level side quests. Yeah, they're still side quests. Though. They're, I mean, they're like, side quests. A side you're quest is feel a side like quest. side quests. Yeah. Um, I, I wish they had done a better job with that, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a perfect game, but it's still a really good game. Yeah. So, and you know what? Just from a studio that's kind of been cranking out um, just mediocre games, not mm-hmm. really that great of a track record. Like, don't get me wrong, Killzone Two. Once you got used to the controls, really good shooter. I really like that game. Um, Killzone Three, not so much. Killzone Shadowfall. Let's not talk about that. I never played. Hmm? It, were the controls? Not responsive, or were they not responsive? Like you had like a ten millisecond delay for every input. Ooh, but the thing is, it's co- rough. No, but the thing is, it was because they wanted to, wanted it to feel heavy and realistic, quote unquote, right? Because you were an over encumbered soldier. They wanted you to right? feel stupid. No, but it, it, it was kind of interesting because it led you to 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 predict how a fight was going to go down. Enemies are going to spawn from there. I have to plan my move. Kind of, it kind of felt like yeah, you were playing from behind. But I don't know. Basically, it's like in a fighter. Uh, getting used to the delay. Yeah, a bit like that. It was interesting. I liked it. Um, but like you had to get used to it. There's a huge learning curve to, yeah. uh, to that game. But um, I don't know. Killzone 2 was a great game. Uh, Killzone 3, not so much, I felt, at least. And Killzone Shadowfall, really not that great either, right? But I mean, yeah, no one expected this game to be good. And it ended up being good so yeah, everybody's like this game is gonna look beautiful but that's about it yeah because that's what guerrilla games is known for right yeah. kills on shadowfall was and is still a great looking game and it's a ps4 launch tile for god's sake but i mean like it doesn't play very well right so whereas this one plays a lot better yeah controls feels a lot and you know what, honestly nowadays that's almost all you need right so because like, considering the amount of broken games we've had lately, yeah so so i don't know um i think it's gonna be a solid game. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the next big thing? No, too no. soon to tell. No, I, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it lands in the. It'll, it'll land in the 85 range. Yeah. Well, it's already out. Yeah. It, it is an 85. I mean, range. like it's, it gets going to remain. You, you think yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's there? No, it's not going to. Well, get I don't any know how many people higher. have played through it. That's well, like that's always. One well, there's going to be a sequel. Then you know that. that I mean, if there's already a sequel, then the then the studios already went out. 
Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, and so, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be new. And you got to remember, so. like back when Zelda first came out, everybody not everybody was on the board with like Zelda being a great game. You know what's great about yeah. the Zelda so, franchise? Being literally able to see the evolution of gaming through that one franchise. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually really true. Yeah, not even Mario does that actually. No. Because I know like, we said we didn't want to talk about Zelda a lot, but it just keeps popping. It up. keeps popping up because it's, I love it. Well, it's it's <laughs> on our us. minds. It's on our minds. It's the big release for this quarter this season and it's it is like, the biggest release. yeah and it but like and a lot of people are already comparing horizon to zelda i mean like okay first of all yeah they're all they're both open world games but come on like do you really have to compare them not really i, think. I mean you can say there's the whole thing where you climb the really tall robot giraffe thingies to do like the observe the, the synchronization area. yeah thing synchronization with, with like assassin's creed but yeah, no, yeah whatever like but i mean like that's that's a logical type of situation yeah that you can run across like it's it's just like why do i have to run and jump in a platformer exactly well, why do i have to climb a tower in an open world game it's there's like, these it's things like that, that are like yeah, it's it's standard it's become the standard yeah. which makes sense though as yeah. well at the same time so um, i will say i'm though, okay with them yeah one of the other things that i tend to do in open world games because i don't know like i like to be immersed and i don't really care for fast travel in most games like in Skyrim mm-hmm. people will think I'm fucking insane and I'm wasting my life which is probably true yeah. but I would not fast travel unless I absolutely had to immersion I would literally would just walk the countryside and, and so, so you're all about the immersion I am but well, in that's Zelda, one of the things in Zelda, we... you have to fast travel because my god it's too big <laughs> it's, it's well that's actually big. one of the things with Horizon Zero Dawn where you can um, essentially hack the because you don't just mount random things. You, you kind of hack them. Oh, you can mount to so many things. Take, yeah. take them over so that you can use them as mounts. Yeah. And they move fast, yo. No, it's not that. It's still just like there are some areas that like Epona or whoever you might be. Insert like, horse here. Insert horse here. Yeah. Not even horse. Like you can ride. Or, yeah, I saw deer. you. Yeah, I saw Insert you riding a deer. Animal, you're riding bear. You can deer, ride a, yeah. you can ride a uh, rhinoceros. I think mm-hmm. I haven't tried yet. Skeleton. <laughs> um, but the point is, like, yeah, they get you across the landscape quicker. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the landscape is so big and so hostile as well. Like there's so much shit that. will... A attack you and B like be inaccessible because guess what like deer is not going to make it up that cliff yeah unfortunately and then yeah. once you're up that cliff it's not going to make it down the cliff either <laughs> not alive mm-hmm. so um anyways uh speaking of Horizon though like I I do kind of want to talk about this kind of like trend though mm-hmm. where people have been taking the, the whole open world concept I and mean, we talked about this last episode with kind of like JR- but we didn't really touch on it with no, no, a lot no but like i mean you look at um zelda it's a, basically a western open world rpg yeah but with zelda stuff in it and all of a sudden it's great yeah. right and it has that nintendo because polish an, to it because it's an established franchise yeah it's not the, not to say like but you can say the same thing about skyrim where you have uh the elder scrolls franchise yeah. that you can build off of mm-hmm. right you have uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. So and Metal Gear Solid, where, where it's like, the, and it's, it's, you know, all of a sudden yeah. you you put Metal Gear Solid in an open world and it works great, right? Yeah. Like it's those types of new mechanics. IP suck ass either when no. it comes to like open world. But open world doesn't work for everything. No, but what? No, actually, that's the thing. What I'm saying is that open world, right? We've reached the peak of it, and now we're starting to see more innovation within a genre that we thought was already tapped out, right? Like, Zelda plays... Like, it's an open-world game, but it's Zelda, right? I have a weird question. Yeah. Is Pokemon... Like, I'm talking red, blue, and yellow. Yeah. Mm. Is that an open-world game? No. No. Why not? Because you have a very You're linear path you have to go through. You can't... You can't... No, there, you, you there, can't jack not, it. It's you, not a linear there is, path. There are, there's areas that are completely blocked off that you cannot get past unless but you, you can, do certain things. But you can say that... You can say that about Skyrim, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can say that about Skyrim, but, like... Like it doesn't, so why it doesn't stop Pokemon you from trying, not, right? But why is Pokemon not an open world game? Because, because there's definitive blocks that like 100 percent stop you from going further. The only one I can think of is the is the Elite Four. Uh, what about uh, in the originals? You needed to get Snorlax out of the way, didn't you? No, because you can just go. You can just go around. Really? Like, the thing is oh, okay. about oh. when it comes to Pokemon. I believe uh, I've never actually done the run myself, but for example. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can skip. Okay, the but third see, gym. The, these are these are the these are skips, around. though. Then, no, then... but they're not like. But there's no there's no like obligation. You can okay. you can go you can go except for like the first and second badge. I think you can go to every other badge out of order. Are you yeah, sure about yeah, that? Yeah, but these yeah. are kind of like Cause... sequence breaks, though, like in Metroid and stuff, right? Like that's. I thought you needed like cut to get past a certain thing. You needed surf to get past another thing. 
Like, okay, and I think... And, and you needed those. And that's a good point, because I think intention is the thing here, right? Because the designers didn't intend for you to skip the third gym. They didn't intend for you to do that, right? Versus, like, the intention of Zelda is, like, you want to run naked up to Ganon? I totally... I'm going to do that for my next run. You can do that. You right? can do that. Because and they, they, they added the intention of, this is a completely viable thing you can do. Right. As long as you're run. skilled enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? Like, I, back to the open world thing. Like, Horizon, right? It's an open world game. It's got all the, the hallmarks of it, but it's got kind of cool AI and systems that you can play with within that playground, right? Now you're Solid 5, same thing, right? Zelda, again, same thing, emerging gameplay. Um, Shadow of Mordor, right? Open yes. world game. It's Assassin's Creed, but you it's have... A, it's Batman, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. But with orcs and yes. orc hierarchy, you can go and mess with, right? And yes. like all of a sudden, that elevates it, right? So I I think that we're just... Like, this open world kind of genre isn't tapped out yet. Because all of a sudden, you just layer a whole bunch of other systems on top of that, and you've got a completely different game. Pokemon, that, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Start start doing that. But <laughs> since, you, since you mentioned Shadow Over Mortar, that game was great, and then there's the word of the next one. Oh god okay they, i'm gonna let you gush about this they totally I know how excited you they are totally about this. messed up the lore of lord of the rings but i don't care so basically of course you don't care we've already talked okay, about no, no, this. No, 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 but, but the thing is it's no, no, cool no, no. it's real cool okay this is so, fanfic the game yeah so okay so the guy who who made the ring in the first place right yeah he, he base his spirit basically fuses with yours in the first game okay and now in the second right. game now you're reforging the one ring and you put it on oh and then now you get to get go ahead. Sauron? You're, you're fighting you're against Sauron. Than. No, I want to be Sauron. No, you're better than. Well, you can be. I want to be Sauron because you can. <laughs> you're gonna. I don't care what anyone else says. No, what? I what? Maybe in multiplayer mode. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but what? Like, that's the next. No, that's the next level of fucking gaming for me. I get to choose which character I get to play in the open world. <laughs> that is the Maybe. next level. I want to play as Ganon. <laughs> I want to be like I'm gonna instead of being here. I'm. I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to I'm going to go back in time and snuff out the hero's parents. <laughs> He's never going to exist. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I think it's kind of cool because it's like uh, you're up against Sauron. I get that, sure. but like now you kind of turn the tables where you raise your own army of orcs. You take over Middle Earth one by one, and then you you wage war against Mordor. Right? God, That's just so like, cool. But you know what that sounds like to me? For some, like just to simplify it, it's just like a. A bully goes to a new school and he meets the resident school bully and he takes away his click from him and reduces him to nothing. Yeah, that's right. And this is the new porno. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think maybe uh, I'm going to take his this, I think we've run this topic into the ground okay. for uh, this episode. Let's, let's, talk our, let's talk our giveaway. Let's talk about our giveaway. No, I don't want to talk about that yet. No? I want to talk about Otafest Pockets. Pockets. Okay. Yeah. Because I know there's some people, like, it's a new Otafest initiative thing that we've been going through. Uh, I know... Some people, like I think our quote-unquote like super dedicated community, mm-hmm. um, have, yeah, that's right. I'm separating the super dedicated from the dedicated from the casuals. Well, okay, not everyone has time to go to everything, but still. What? <laughs> um, but Otafest pockets are kind of like uh, a way. Exactly what they sound like they're they're like little they're like small events in small spaces usually that we're gonna host things like anime showings and we're gonna host things like gaming. And we're gonna hopefully do a lot more with it in general, in terms of like uh, uh, interaction with right. our community and mm-hmm. fan interaction in general, and growing Odafest as a whole as mm-hmm. well. Because the more places we get to, with like, so we're doing this one with Microsoft, mm-hmm. which is like a big deal actually. Because how many other cons do you think go do a single day partnership with uh, a, essentially a, a PC community, the PC or gaming community? Yeah, not that. Like, like, I don't care who you are. It just doesn't happen. Well, yeah, it's, it's just a, a way for us to, to connect to our community and just, just keep... But keep, it's more intimate. No, no, it's more intimate and keeps us in your head, you know, year-round, and you get to interact with your fellow anime and gaming fans year-round, And you guys right? have an event to go out and have fun at. Yeah, exactly. That's just it, right? And it's like a lot of these are going to be free because... Um, yep. they, or donation. Or donation-based, uh, right? Or donation-based, like, right? We, you know, it'll yeah. help us out because it helps... To be honest, it helps mm-hmm. cover some logistical costs yeah. so we can actually do more of this stuff. Yeah, and it gives you a different Odafest experience and more variety than just outside the typical con. Come to an event and, yeah. and cosplay and kind of thing, right? So Honestly, from the organizer perspective, it gives us 
not just like necessarily more to do because God knows we have no. It gives us more freedom because like it gives us room to experiment it, and yeah, more freedom and room to experiment. So if yeah. you want to run something, we can be like, hey, let's just run it out of pocket. Like, like right? I was saying, like there's like about a hundred people came out to the White Day event, and that was mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night. Honestly. Yeah, which like, actually surprised good. me. That the that turnout for that awesome. was great. Yeah, the turnout for that was great, and the, so. and the space was great and everything. Like yeah, that. but and, and like oh okay, now we know what kind of mm-hmm. audience we might be able to expect. Maybe it'll be like you know people. Will, mm-hmm do word of mouth and talk about it and maybe we'll expect 200 people next time yeah. but let's say this microsoft gaming event and we got like 500 people and then like we oh we god i hope things. not i hope not no i i i agree yeah but i'm just saying that's how we grasp like basically demographics and stuff. okay yeah sure yeah right. we run these pocket events and we see how more you guys enjoy them yeah. if you guys really enjoy them and a lot of you come out then we will bring more of those types of events because we yeah. know Yep. Right. Because it's we want to bring you guys what you want and have a great time with everybody. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the more fun our community has, the more fun we can have. And honestly, this is this more, is all about yeah. The fun. more events it's that about we can you. put out, yeah. The more events we can put out, basically, because um, yeah. Um, the Microsoft event. I'm actually pretty stoked about our mm-hmm. uh, our exhibitor team slash sponsorship lead has been working on it a lot. That's Vicky. She does a lot of work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's organized this whole thing with Microsoft. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a PC gamer, so it kind of like just falls into my purview. I'm not, I've never owned a Xbox though, but I mean, Windows gaming is pretty much Windows gaming. Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, like either way though, like let's just basically look forward to more pocket events and we're going to have a pretty good variety coming up soon. Too. Yeah. We're, we, we not just limited to not to gaming. give away a whole lot, but I mean, we plan, we do plan out in advance and we're way and we're in advance try to in some cases. Yeah. Get as much store stuff set up for you guys. So, yeah, I mean, don't just think about, about seeing us at Calgary Expo. Don't think about just seeing us at regular order fest or whatever. Just you know where we're always going to be around and we're always going to be working. Yeah, and we're constantly evolving too. Like, I mean, this this type of thing wasn't in our capability a couple of years ago and now all of a sudden it is and we're just going to try to do it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, other than that though, we should talk about our giveaway. We should talk about the giveaway. Yeah. I want to. Giveaway. Uh, so, our glorious Chair Chan, that's <laughs> Jenny Chan, the chairman, mm-hmm. chairperson, chairman. Chair, Chair Chan. I like Chair Chan. I like Chair Chan. Um, so basically if you didn't get a pass at the early bird pricing and And maybe this is, this is why we made fun of you at the beginning. So you'll, you'll feel bad about it. (laughs) Guilt. Um, but you still want to come to Odafest and I understand that, you know what, like maybe not everyone has a job right now and Mm -hmm. like stuff is tough in terms of like saving money, spending money is not like you know the easiest choice to make or if you just want some extra money to spend at vendors yeah and yep. you don't even if you on your pass yeah even if you already had bought uh your passes you'll be refunded if you actually happen to win uh because we're getting nice about it or you could just keep your passes and you mm-hmm. can give away those to friends and stuff like that yep. maybe you know someone so this is a pass situation. giveaway you you can you can win a Super a, a free two. odafest 20 two free odafest 2017 week passes you and a, so you can take you and a friend to Odafest 2017. Go to facebook.com slash Odafest. And we want you to like and share the Odafest po- uh, podcast contest post, which will probably be a link to this episode, I believe. Probably. Um, and you can you ha- you'll also have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And the reason why we're making you guys do that, we're making you jump through the hoops, is because you're going to want to do that. We're going to work. We've been working on new projects uh, that are behind the scenes. Yep. They'll be announced and you'll see them soon. But we're trying to produce more, more content. content than ever before. Yeah, so, so we've already mentioned Twitch. And the more we hear from you guys, yeah. the more content we can produce yeah. that you guys want. Yeah, we've already mentioned Twitch. We already mentioned uh, YouTube. We already had our social media takeovers yes. as well. So with, like with again, Vanessa Wedge. So yeah. Like and share the Odafest podcast contest post on our Facebook page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll have to do both things. Because that's where we're going to select the pool from. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, share you know the post with your friends as well. Like tag them or something like that. So they have a chance too. And then uh, we'll be announcing a winner on April 4th on the podcast and on Facebook. Uh, the winner has to answer a skill testing question. Learn or your bed mass. <laughs> um, and additional rules and conditions may, be pre- may uh, apply. Yeah, like the, that's the standard stuff that we have to say for yep. uh, legal reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I mean, so yeah. you're gonna like we're gonna do a little project. I can't talk about it in full, but nope. you'll see you'll see the fruits of that in a, in a couple, couple of weeks. weeks. 
couple yeah. weeks, I'd say. And then, um, uh, man, it's always fun. Yeah, I got it's a lot about the fun. Guys. I got a lot on my plate right now. I, I don't know how fun it is going to Guide be for coming. me. <laughs> Guidebooks coming. Um, I have to. My my deadline yeah. right now is because uh, guidebooks coming is like I have to get everything done by maybe the first week of April in terms of all this like extracurricular stuff I've been working on. Yeah. Because if I don't, it's never going to happen because I'm going to be dying. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we. Uh, I yeah. I've got a ton of um, media related and advertising yes. stuff to. Yes handle <laughs> so intimidating right it is intimidating because yeah. we have so much to stuff and then we have regular life things regular life things mm-hmm. we can find time for that yep. outside of odafest you know practicing our social things. circles primarily odafest <laughs> yeah sometimes it's um wow <laughs> wow wow <laughs> that realization yeah, yeah. um true. anyways uh that's pretty much about it for this episode i think so yeah, yeah. uh Next episode will be on, and we'll probably be talking about Calgary Expo stuff. Yep, bit about that. Uh, movies, probably. Some movies, yep. Hopefully, uh, we'll both have seen Logan at that point, right? You better. I think yep. I'll definitely have seen yep. that by then. And, there's and Cinderella. Or, or, sorry, not Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. And yep. uh, I need to catch up on Samurai Jack Ooh, as well. Samurai so. Jack. Samurai Jack. Yep. Did they, did they keep the opening song? I think they did. Well, it is literally a continuation. Sure, but so, you know okay, how so big, we're probably you know going to watch it after the podcast. Like to match. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, I'm going to go by Horizon Zero Dawn. So yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. This has been another amazing episode. Uh, we will see you soon uh, on April fourth, eighth, eighth, yeah, eighth. Gosh, there's just so much stuff. I'm sorry. S- sometime. I don't know. <laughs> Remember to check out our Facebook page. Remember to like sign up for the subscribe. contest. Sign up for the contest, please. You you will want those two yes. passes. Um anyway, this is pretty much Jay signing off. This is Alfred signing off. This is G signing out. Bye guys. Bye guys.